Yo, what's up, everybody? I'm your host, Jordan Turner, a.k.a. of 99 Raw. How's everybody doing? Welcome back to the podcast. This is October 7th, 2021. We're going to be talking about all of the hottest topics in the world of pro wrestling. Topics regarding Tessa Blanchard making a return to pro wrestling along with the return of AJ Lee. We're going to talk about that. Also going to be talking about some fantasy bookings in terms of Gable Stevenson and Brock Lesnar along with many more topics. So let's tap in, subscribe to 99 Raw on all podcast platforms, and let's get to this thing. Soundstripe. Tessa Blanchard. Yes, I said Tessa Blanchard. I know what y'all thinking. Oh my God, Tessa Blanchard, what happened? What'd she do? If you guys have a social media, y'all know exactly what she did. Uh, she is on, wow. This is a women's promotion. Not a lot of people really know about it. And it's funny because she's going to be returning to pro wrestling, but in a promotion that a lot of people really don't know of. I'm a fan of Tessa Blanchard, okay? Now, she needs to grow a set of balls, right? And she needs to apologize. And then all of this can slowly go away. Until she doesn't apologize, people are going to have the reactions that they had on social media last night. It was some crazy shit. And it was a lot of negative. <laughs> A lot of negative, and there were some people that were just really being disrespectful, but I get it. I get it, and I'm not going to be disrespectful, but I'm going to say this. Tessa Blanchard needs to apologize immediately so we can move the fuck on. Simple. I want to see this girl on TV. I'm a fan of what she does inside of the ring. Hopefully, she's improved as a human being and made steps to be a better overall person. We don't really know, all right? All we know is what we see on social media. That's half of what we really know. We'll see what happens. But here's the news from Ringside News. Shout out to all of those guys over there. Uh, Tessa Blanchard's next pro wrestling landing spot is pretty much revealed. So Tessa Blanchard's name comes up very so often anymore as fans wonder if she will arrive at any other wrestling promotion company. WWE and AEW reportedly see her as, quote, nuclear, so Blanchard isn't likely to show up in either of those companies. According to Fightful Select, Tessa Blanchard will return to WOW, which is Women of Wrestling. She is currently the only major associated with the brand's relaunch. It was reported that the date and roster for WoW's relaunch is not set in stone. And quote, the relaunch won't, won't appear accurate immediately out of the gate. It was not confirmed rather Tessa Blanchard actually linked the deal. But quote, that is the plan. I mean, she was on WoW before. She was on WoW before. And it looks like, you know what, I'm, I'm a... 
I'm going to talk about it after I finish the report. So the report finishes and says, LA Lakers owner Jeannie Buss, shout out to Jeannie Buss. Hopefully the Lakers go all the way this year and we get the chip back. We'll see you there. So Jeannie Buss still technically owns the WOW Women of Wrestling Company. It was also reported that after reaching out to nearly, quote, a dozen former WOW wrestlers, none of them were clued in on the plans. It's not really a good look there. You got to inform these wrestlers ahead of time and get their input on what is going on. I don't really like that mentality that a lot of companies really do. So that's the news there. Now, that's one of the news regarding Tessa Blanchard. Here's my quick thoughts on that article. Jeannie Buzz not informing the other WoW wrestlers in terms of possibly bringing in a Tessa Blanchard. That's not a good look. Number two, it's not a good look because you need to inform your wrestlers on what they're going to be doing in terms of a return to WOW, right? I don't understand why these companies don't inform their wrestlers on what's going on. I think that's really immature on their behalf, and I think it's really lazy. It's not a good business move. Just my thoughts on that. Now, here's another article regarding WOW and the breaking news that's actually still being talked about today. This is some big news, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all know AJ Lee. I know there are people that are really, really big fans of her. I'm a big supporter of AJ Lee. I've always been a fan of what she brings to the table. Now, AJ Lee actually announces a return to professional wrestling. This is absolutely a great move. What's also a great move is that she is returning to a promotion that, like I said earlier, not a lot of people really know the WOW promotion. It's an all-women's promotion. So I think that's really cool that she's coming back to, you know, a little promotion that not a lot of people really know of. She's not going back to WWE she isn't debuting in AEW yet. We'll see what happens there. But the article reads, AJ Lee left the pro wrestling world in 2015 and sought out her own journey in life. She married CM Punk and became a published author. Really cool there. Uh, now AJ Lee is returning to pro wrestling shortly after her husband did the same thing. Wow, Women of Wrestling is making a return and Tessa Blanchard is attached with the show. She wasn't the only name attached because another huge name uh, showed up to announce her participation. AJ Mendez made her way to the stage during the Women of Wrestling's big press conference. I want to comment on the big press conference stuff. I really love that. I feel like it gives it a sports-like presentation. And if I was running WWE, or if I was just running my own promotion in general, I would do a lot of the press conferences in terms of like big announcements. And this was one of the big announcements, maybe one of the biggest announcements of the year thus far. And um, it's one of the, you know, fan favorites in the business, AJ Lee, a big fan favorite. And she's working with Tessa Blanchard, who 
has nuclear heat right now. And so, like I said, I think Tessa Blanchard apologized. I think she talked to AJ Lee. I think she talked to Jeannie Buss. And I think she talked to a lot of these wrestlers. Because if she didn't, and she just showed up, and women of wrestling, those promoters over there, didn't know of what Tessa Blanchard and her past, she obviously wouldn't be here. So clearly something went down. Because if nothing went down, she wouldn't be here. So you guys have to take that under consideration as well. So she wasn't, I said, like I said, the only name. AJ Lee is here in Women of Wrestling. And she is officially a part of the program. Women of Wrestling was removed from Access TV. I didn't know that. But they are reportedly taking, or excuse me, talking to Viacom about a 22 reboot. Now, the former AJ Lee is attached to the show. Ironly, AJ Lee made this big announcement as her husband, CM Punk, was doing his thing on AEW Dynamite. There's photos going around. Everyone's talking about it. It's trending. It's going insane. Here is my thoughts on this. I love it. I really do. I love it from the standpoint of AJ Lee. I'm not calling her by her real name. I'm calling her AJ Lee. Okay? So AJ Lee returning to a promotion that isn't really well known. She's getting her feet wet slowly back into the wrestling business. Maybe she doesn't want to wrestle. You know, I and a lot of people, we want her back. We want her to be in the ring. Maybe she could be part-time. Or maybe she just doesn't want to wrestle and wants to, you know, help the younger talents. You know, blossom in this business. Maybe she wants to work backstage. Maybe she wants to be a writer. Maybe she wants to be on commentary. We don't know, right? But right now, she's back, and it's great to see. She's in pro wrestling, and that's awesome. That's all I can ask. That's all I kind of ever wanted. I wanted AJ Lee to return in some capacity in terms of returning to pro wrestling. I didn't give a damn what company she returned to. I just wanted to see her. And she's in Women of Wrestling. This is great news here. And um, that's my thoughts on AJ Lee. Tessa Blanchard, like I iterated earlier, um, she's just got to apologize so we can move on. I'm a fan of what she does inside the ring. And I know there's a lot of people that just, um, they aren't fucking with Tessa Blanchard. But there are people that aren't fucking with her but they might slowly become fans of her if she just apologizes. Me, on the other hand, I'm a fan of her. Now she needs to apologize so we can move on and I can see her on TV once again. What she said was disrespectful. What she did was disrespectful. Um, I don't think she's a racist. I really don't. I've seen many of pictures with her with black people. I don't think she's a racist at all. So I'm going to throw that out the window right now. She made a mistake. She knows she fucked up. And she's on this silent treatment on social media. If anybody ever like just cared. But she's on this silent treatment right now on social media where she's not really saying anything. But she's slowly getting back to norm on social media. And uh, she pretty much went away to rebuild herself back up in her image in pro wrestling. So that's what they're. And uh, we'll see what happens. Gable Stevenson. Brock Lesnar, <clears throat> uh, this is just a topic that I wanted to personally talk about. 
I have no article here for it. Gable Steveson, Brock Lesnar is happening eventually. Um, I think Gable Steveson coming to Monday Night Raw is very interesting to me. I don't know why he didn't go to NXT, but they love the guy and they see very high hopes from him. Um, I think he could be a next Kurt Angle. I think that's what they're banking on. He was from the Olympics, or he is in the Olympics currently. I believe he's only 18, 19 years old, so he's very, very young. Um, so they're banking on him to come into the WWE world and being able to translate that from the Olympics to the WWE. Ronda Rousey did it. Kurt Angle did it. So can Gable Stevenson, right? We'll see what happens. As for Brock Lesnar, I just think they're building towards this because Brock Lesnar and Gable Stevenson act an actual relationship. And um, I could see this being a WrestleMania 39 match. I really could as a possible passing of the torch with Brock Lesnar to Gable Stevenson. We'll see what happens. That's my thoughts on that. I just wanted to give you guys my quick opinions on that. Next up, we're going to talk about Tony Khan as he is micromanaging AEW even more than Vince McMahon says Jim Cornette. Now, we know Jim Cornette is one of the most controversial figures in pro wrestling, but he's very knowledgeable about the business. So, Ringside News is reporting that earlier this year, rumors were floating around that AEW's executive vice presidents, namely the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody, don't talk to each other and actually have heat between them. The Young Bucks would respond to the rumors making fun of them. I don't know if that's true. Quite frankly, I don't give a fuck. Just give me a great TV product. That's all I care about. I'm not behind the scenes. I don't know what's going on. So, as reported earlier, all the executive vice presidents barely have any creative input as Tony Khan took away their power last month. Wow, so this was very recent. On top of that, it was said that Cody Rhodes' relationship with the other um, VIPs and shit are virtually non-existent. So, he doesn't talk to really any of them anymore. While speaking on his podcast, The Jim Cornette Experience, Jim Cornette talked about Tony Khan taking away creative powers from the executive vice presidents. Cornette stated that Tony Khan is micromanaging AEW on a level that even Vince McMahon could never do. I don't know. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? I don't know. I'll give you guys my thoughts after I read this this, uh, article here. And what Jim Cornette said. So he said, I quote, apparently the story is going around that Tony Khan has taken the creative control away from the assess while executive vice presidents of AEW, namely the Harley boys. I don't know why he said that. Kenny Olivier and my ex best friend, Cody Rhodes. But apparently there is the report that he's taken creative control from them. They still have input, but he is the final decision maker. Let me stop right there. Of course, he's the final decision maker. He's the boss. This is his company. He can have, you know, Cody Rhodes can have input. You know, Kenny Omega can have input. The Young Bucks can have input. That's great. At the end of the day, this is Tony Khan's company. He has the final say. So I love that Tony Khan did that. 
Now, the article continues here. If I could find here it is. The article continues. What was it before? What was he doing? Hey, Cody, you're in segment five. Let me know what you're going to do. What that is. VEPs come and go. It's going to be interesting when they have outgrown their semi-usefulness. The one thing they've pretty much established is that as long as the company exists, rather it's four years, 40 years, or whatever the case is, Tony Khan is going insert on being the better booker. After the controversy with Castle Oil a few weeks ago, if he's approving the rapes of the acclaim due on the way to the ring, then he's micromanaging to an extent that I don't know Vince McMahon ever did. Listen, like I said, this is Tony Khan's company. Everybody, fall in line or get out. Yes, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and Cody should absolutely have a say. All these wrestlers should have a say in regards to what they're doing, not just the former VEPs or whatever you want to call them, right? Every wrestler that is, you know, in the company and that are doing something, they need to know what they're doing and they need to have some sort of input. And then at the end of the day, Tony Khan is the one that is going to make the final call. That's pretty much my thoughts on the article. Um, I kind of agree with Jim Cornette here. You know, is Tony Khan being a little bit too much micromanage? Maybe. Um, I think Tony Khan should assist the Mark Henry, even though Mark Henry is in hot water right now. He's trending for all the wrong reasons. I am not going to comment on that. You guys know what I'm talking about. But Mark Henry, Jim Ross, etc., right? Maybe Tony Khan should go through them in terms of hearing their input on a character, on a storyline, etc. So, you know, Tony Khan can't do everything. That's where Mark Henry, Jim Ross, and others get involved. It's my thoughts on that in that article. AEW introduces a TBS Women's Championship. And I explain why I'm for it. And I also explain why I'm not, you know, really for it. I'm iffy on it. Let's talk about why I'm for it first and foremost. You know, the women's division, we all understand that it isn't really the best, but it's getting better, right? You have some women that are in the top tier, right? And I mean in the A tier, a Thunder Rosa. Britt Baker, DMD, the AEW Women's Champion. You also have Ruby Soho. And I believe you can put in there Chris Statlander and Carl Sheeta and Serena Deed, right? Everybody else is in the B tier. You know who they are. Bringing in a mid-card women's championship, that's pretty much what this is, a secondary title. You know, I like it because... It gives the women that are not going to get an opportunity right now at that women's title, at the AEW women's title, it's going to give them an opportunity to pretty much impress Tony Khan by winning the TBS championship. And by winning the TBS championship, you're in fact pretty much the number one contender for the AEW women's division. I think that's how they need to play this out. And 
what I think they should do is have tiers. I've always pitched this with WWE, and they need to have tiers. And you have the tier A, tier B, tier C, so on and so forth. AEW needs to have the same thing. AEW needs to have that with the women's division. Right? You have divisions. You have top tier A, tier B, etc. Tier A, let's just be honest, okay? Tier A are the following women, in my opinion, in AEW. Serena Deed, Carl Sheeta, Britt Baker, and Thunder Rosa. That's just my opinion. Tier B, right? You have Chris Statlander. You have, you know, you could put Ruby Solo in tier uh, A as well. Okay, you could put her in tier A as well. But tier B, you have Chris Statlander. You have Nyla Rose. You have Riho. I mean, who else? Uh, who else do you have there? Jade? Jade ain't ready. Jade ain't ready. I'm a fan of Jade. He ain't ready. So don't start. All right? But you, you don't have a lot of women that you can push to the forefront and say, you know what? Go. Go after that TBS championship. The TBS championship for the women's division. You know, people say that it needs to be a workhorse title. But there's not a lot of workhorse women in the women's division. And the women that I, you know, named in the tier A, those are workhorses. The other women are not workhorses right now. They could eventually be there. So AEW, I think, is in a precarious situation. If this was WWE, motherfucker, you can make a mid-card title for the women's division. You have one set of women's championship, right? Come on, bro. I've pitched that multiple times for WWE. They haven't done it, but AEW did it. And I think AEW needed to bring in a secondary women's championship because if they brought in at all a women's tag team title, I would have been pissed. I would have shit it all over AEW for that decision, but they didn't do that. Thank God. I think, you know, they need to really understand and have a plan for this TN or this TBS championship. You got to have a plan for it because if you don't have a plan for it, not going to work so it's going to be interesting to see what they do the design of the tbs championship it looks okay uh, people were saying it looks really really cool uh, my opinion is it looks all right it looks all right i love the blue in it i think the blue is pretty cool and uh, that's just my thoughts on that title design but like i said the tbs championship they gotta have a plan right i hope when they introduce the title you already have a plan in place. Number one, you already know who you're going to give that championship to. And number two, you have a tier that you're going to have in place. You have the tier A, tier B, right? So we'll see what happens. Um, Speaking of Tessa Blanchard, I honestly thought that she'd go to AEW, but uh, I, I kind of like that she made the decision to really kind of recreate her brand, recreate her... Um, her presentation by going to women of wrestling. So that's pretty cool there. Um, let's talk about someone sent this to me. Former writer says Becky Lynch is quote terrible at cutting promos. All right. So Becky Lynch sucks at promos, huh? 
This is from NoDQ.com. Shout out to Aaron Rift and the crew at NoDQ there. I remember working with those with those guys. Uh, they're pretty cool. So shout out to them. Former WWE writer says Becky Lynch is terrible at cutting promos. During the Legion of Raw podcast on Sportskeeda, go and subscribe to Sportskeeda. Former WWE writer Vince Russo, another controversial figure in the pro wrestling world, was critical of Becky Lynch's verbal skills during the show. I did read this because I immediately had to click it and, and, you know, I had to read what he was saying. This motherfucker was blunt as hell. If you want real, yeah, go listen to Vince Russo. Love it. Now, here's what he said. Listen, I don't know. I don't know what people have convinced themselves of. And I've been saying this for years and years and years. So you should get ready with what he's about to say. He said, Becky Lynch is supposed to be so over, but from the first time I saw her on NXT until tonight. So how long is that? Chris, I saw her on NXT. How long is that? Okay. All that time, Becky Lynch cannot cut a promo. She cannot. She is terrible at cutting promos. She is so over the top on cutting promos. She is terrible. I'm sorry, man. I'm telling you from a professional point of view. And if I were me, I would be running Becky, running Becky, running Becky, because her promos should be a lot better than what they are. A lot better than what they are. I'm sorry, man. I'm just being honest. When you can do it all, you're going to be a superstar. You know, Austin could do it all. Reigns can do it all. Michaels can do it all. Becky's strong suit is not her promos. And I would have uh, reputation, reputation. I would have been working with her till I'm exhausted. He pretty much shit on Becky Lynch. He pretty much shit on Rebecca Quinn. Here's my thoughts on this. Vince Russo is not that wrong, people. Vince Russo is not that wrong. Check this out. Becky Lynch, I feel like, feels like a superstar. Now, does she act like a superstar? Yeah, no. You know, it comes off cringe. Um, I think this character of a female Conor McGregor is fucking awful. I don't like it at all. I think it's really cringe. Her promo ability. I'm not going to say it sucks, but it's not good. It's not good. She's trying to act tough. She's trying to act like a badass. You know, this heel turn, it needs to be a little bit more genuine. This heel turn really feels forced. It really does. The fans do not want to boo Becky Lynch. They don't want to boo Rebecca Quinn. She just got pregnant. She has a kid. You're not going to boo someone that has a child. Doesn't make sense. So Vince Russo was harsh. Yeah, he was harsh. But that's his opinion. I kind of agree with it. Becky Lynch is not that good on the promo. She's not Sasha. You know, I don't even think Charlotte's that good on the promo. I think the best four horsewomen on the promo was Sasha Banks. In the ring and on the stick. Y'all can get mad at me all you want about that shit. I don't give a fuck. Becky Lynch. You know, I have a lot of friends that, uh, a lot of wrestling friends that uh, really kind of shit on Becky Lynch. 
this new vet, this new version of Becky Lynch, this Conor McGregor, Becky Lynch. I'm not with it at all. They really hate it. Uh, they tell me every time that Becky Lynch is on TV, they either mute it or change the channel. Every time she cuts a promo. Because it does come off cringe. It really does. It comes off forced. It's not organic. WWE is missing realism. WWE is missing these wrestlers being organic, being themselves. Why do you think Roman Reigns is so over? Or excuse me, why do you think Roman Reigns is so over? He's organic. He's himself. Why don't you just let Becky Lynch be herself? I don't know, man. WWE, again, I could help you guys out. I have a lot of good ideas I could bring forth to the table. But Becky Lynch, yeah, it's not that good. It's just my thoughts. Now, I got one final topic. Brian Danielson says WWE isn't a company for wrestling fans. Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, you're awesome. Brian Danielson is speaking facts here. So, ringside news, Daniel Bryan, Brian Danielson, accolades as a professional wrestler, a professional wrestler, not a sports entertainer. He certainly need no introduction as they provided to be one of the best in the wrestling business. He spent several years working with WWE as one of their top stars and towards the end of his run. Brian Danielson was even part of WWE Creative. AEW, or excuse me, Daniel Bryan's AEW debut is considered one of the most impactful debuts in recent memory. Brian Danielson had previously mentioned his desire to wrestle in other wrestling promotions, and that's exactly what he did in the end. Brian Danielson ultimately chose to make his way to AEW as simply he loves pro wrestling too much and doesn't care about the business side of things in the company. This guy just wants to wrestle. That's it. While speaking to 6ABC, Brian Danielson talked about one major difference between AEW and WWE, and that ultimately came down to the fact that AEW simply has more wrestling matches than WWE's main roster shows. Danielson added that AEW is a wrestling company for wrestling fans. Again, that is absolutely true. Brian said, I quote, This is one of the things that drew me to AEW and why I kind of wanted to come to AEW in that AEW was like a wrestling first company. It's a company for wrestling fans. If you're a wrestling fan, and sometimes WWE is more just based on general entertainment. It's bullshit. World wrestling entertainment you have wrestling before entertainment you're a goddamn wrestling company wwe so they reached out as many casual viewers as possible where i think AEW was like hey if you love wrestling here this is but also even if you're not a fan of wrestling we're putting on wrestling and the wrestling itself is going to bring you in i think that's one of the really unique things about aew if you were able to do um, one comparison of the two, like it's just like watching the shows. You'll see that there's a lot more wrestling in the two hours of Dynamite than there is in a three-hour Raw. And sometimes there's more wrestling on a Dynamite than there is on Raw and SmackDown combined. 
Daniel Bryan isn't wrong. If you want wrestling, watch AEW. That's it. That's all I got for you guys tonight on 99 Raw. I will see you guys next week for some more stuff to talk about in the world of pro wrestling. Uh, make sure you guys go follow and subscribe to 99 Raw on all podcast platforms. Follow me on Twitter at JT Takeover and follow the podcast at 99 Raw. Um, yeah, so Daniel Bryan can't get mad at him. You really can. He's being honest. And um, you want that honesty? Come right here. You want someone that is going to be creative? Come here. That's all I got to say. This is the Creative King. I'm signing off. That's a wrap. Until next time, right here on 99 Raw.